<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Yeah. I got black, I got white, what you want? Hop outside a ghost and hop up in a fan on. I know I'm about to blow, oh, oh, I ain't done. They try to take my floor, I take their ransom. I know that I'm gone. They see me blowing up, now they say they want some. I got two twin blocks, turn you to a dancer. I see two twin eyes, leave them on a banner. And I got two, wanna link the game. I got red, I got blue, what you want? The Chanel, Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton. She know I got the Fanny Prada when I am alone. I needed me a diorite, I need me the one. I started from the bottom, you can see the way I start. I want all the diamonds, I want that to wear time. The opps, they tryna lie me, cause they hate the place I'm from. But them don't know me, they just know the place I'm from. We are two weeks away from the Showcase of the Immortals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sons of Slam. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. What is good? What is the red and the blue that he has? I'm interested. I'm interested. I always thought that was like a Matrix Matrix callback. I guess. I mean, blue could be meth. Red oh, could you, be. Are you going there? <laughs> red could be something red colored. That's a drug. <laughs> when you find that out, let me know. I'm not aware. Please hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Uh, tell your friends, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Um, yeah, we are close to uh, to Mania. We're in the throes of Mania season and getting to watch everything 15 times over. Every match to establish the Manius uh, uh, card for the two nights. And so we get to watch some matches over and over again. So really nothing different than what they've done before. Um, but but now it's Mania. So we get that. Yeah, but now it's like... I did... You know what? I did catch that this week. I was like, oh, this is just the same matchup. But now I'm more invested in it because... Mania is right around the corner. <laughs> yes, I feel like yeah, because of of where we're at here, we get a little more, um, yeah, invested into these storylines. And I have to say, my favorite thus far has to be Seth Rollins just going absolutely batshit crazy, um, especially in Raw. He he took up he he did the um, the the COVID uh, Bobby Lashley role, and and him and MVP would come out every five seconds. There, there was yes. a time. There was a time when he, when MVP and Bobby Lashley, we counted. It was five times they came out in in one night for a three hour show. But that's on a Monday Night Raw. You this is remember that, right? This was Monday Night Raw where nobody was in the arena. So this was even before the Thunderdome. This was in the in the. Uh, but it was uh, still three hours. Is my point right? But you still had enough even before all the firings. You still had enough people to kind of put on TV, and you had MVP and Bobby Lashley on five times in one night. And so I I throw that to to the Rollins thing here, but this was more entertaining. I'm just, that's, that was my point. I just, I just find him more entertaining with him trying to get a match for mania. And it's just so obvious to everybody. And they're shouting it out in the arena of who it's going to be. 
But I just find it right. I, I find it funny that he gets to go through all these these lengths to to get what he wants, and he still misses out. I want to talk about that really quick. Sure. And then we'll end up outside, not end up, but then we'll go into outside the ring mm-hmm. in a couple uh, in a couple minutes. So that particular Cody chant, <laughs> and kind of the one last week as well, seemed almost too perfect. Oh, when you get into conspiracy mode, I, 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 tick, I, I get a little, tickled. I put both hands on the microphone. Like I'm an interviewer sitting at a desk. I get a little tickled when and you go now, into conspiracy mode. back to you. Yeah. Go on. All right. So, oh, I didn't even think about that. All right. Go ahead. It, yeah, listen, Cody is for better or for worse. Cody is over in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Very. All right. So that ch- those chants could just be regular old everybody all at once Cody chants. Mm. But they just it, it was almost too perfect last week in Jacksonville, I believe. Mm. And it sounded a little pumped in. So now, was it pumped in? Do you think it was pumped in when they were doing the interview backstage, and you could you could faintly hear Cody in the background? Yes, you too. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, and and here's where I'm going with it. Uh-huh. If it's not Cody, and they weren't able to pull the trigger on Cody, mm-hmm. let's say Cody did sign. By the way, I did have this leads right into this. Uh, per Ringside News. Cody Rose has officially signed a deal with the WWE. That was as of March 18th. I love how wrestling is. 2022. There's no shockers anymore. Go ahead. No. So with all that being said, Mm -hmm. I've been hearing rumblings of Cody showing up at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So in order to build, they would maybe have to pump in crowd noise. I get that. But what if we get a swerve at WrestleMania? I want to take you back a couple years ago to the last WrestleMania that was in front of fans. Okay. And one of the ongoing storylines leading up to that WrestleMania was that John Cena did not have an opponent for WrestleMania. And he wanted to face one man and one man only. Mm. And that man was the dead man. Well, the Undertaker. That wasn't the last pay-per-view. It wasn't, but it was like it was one it was, of the last pay-per-views in front of fans. A couple, couple ago, sure. So Steven's really pissed at me right now. Great. That's wonderful. That was a shock. Um <laughs> I yeah, I just ignored his call. He's gonna be pissed. That's a shame. We're we're doing things. Exa- yeah, we're doing shit, dude. <laughs> Deal with it. Um so if it wasn't Cody, let's say it wasn't Cody at WrestleMania. And be, Seth Rollins pulls off this John Cena-esque very disappointing with thing. Mm-hmm. If it's not Cody, there's one person it could be where nobody would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that is The Undertaker. <laughs> okay. Now, here's my case. Yeah, please. They're please, in Dallas. Please this because you, you lost me. Go ahead. They're in Dallas. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys are the favorite team of the man who plays The Undertaker, Mark Calloway. Hmm. That took a lot for me to say without shedding a tear a little I, I, bit. I'm, I'm not sure what you mean. I don't know what that exactly. is. Exactly. I don't know what the name so, is. So 
Texas in general is synonymous with the dead man. That was where he, Tuesday in Texas, Mm -hmm. right? That was where he won the WWE championship on his debut. If it's not Cody and the fans and, and the management knows that they're getting, that they want this Cody swerve, what do you think Cody comes out on Monday after Mania? Where are they? That's a good point. I will look that up. Okay. But with all that being said, mm-hmm. if it's not Cody at Mania, if you were to pull a swerve, the only person it could be that wouldn't get the people upset is the dead man. And you can do it the same way you did Cena's match. Okay. Play the hits. Mm-hmm. Tombstone, cross the cross the hands, stick your tongue out, one, two, three, mm-hmm. kneel down, purple light, all that stuff. Gotcha. Could you imagine, real quick tangent, could you imagine if The Undertaker competed, like Tuesday in Texas, imagine if that was under a, a purple light? Now that you put it out there, um... I, I could, I could see that. I don't think it's gonna happen, <laughs> but I, I could, I could, I could get behind it. Let me let me say that I can get behind it if it's not gonna be Cody. If it's not gonna be Cody, I, I would have a half a second of disappointment, and then embrace all the things that are taker. So I, I I'm for it. As far as the consp- conspiracy, the controversy regarding uh, the piped in noise, they've been known to do. The fan noise. They've never been known to divulge someone else coming. This would be a first for them if they do that. As That's exactly as- my point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, um, Godspeed, and I hope uh, – actually, I hope you're right. I, I really do because this would, this would unravel a whole new era <laughs> of – of forcing something down our throats. Um, uh, again, I, I, I do not think that that's the case, but that'd be, that'd be something to kind of, and, and the idea of that happening and then everybody would just lose their shit. Like it would just be, if, if that was found out <laughs> that we were, they were piping in chance for someone that's not even there yet. And they're just trying to hype this person. Um, my fear in, and I've, I've meant to talk about this too with, with about Cody, my fear with Cody is that, he will not be received in WWE for the same kind of respect that he got for AEW. Liked liked or disliked over there. In, in the beginning. In the beginning he was loved. But then he, he was loved and respected. Yeah. Well at the end he was neither. Uh yeah, somewhat respected. The respect I, but I, not loved. Still, not loved, no. And that was that was his own doing. I mean he made that himself as far as digging his own grave with the comments he made. Um if you're not aware, you know, Google Google the comments that he made as far as the, the fandom and, and wrestling. Um, Some might say he did the ultimate heel turn by joining the WWE. Maybe. Allegedly, allegedly. By the way, um, in, in all of this, I'm g- we're going to circle back and do a, a full circle here as far as uh, Chris Jericho and his his new group and his his promo that he cut on oh, on Dynamite. Which when we talk about Dynamite, we will get to it. All ties oh, in with Lord. all things WWE, and it's oh my lord, it might be one of the the best. Not well, not best factions, but best reason for 
your faction, if that makes any sense. Best origin story. Uh, best origin story and, and, and reason for your, your faction. And we're going to get into all that because I'm very excited to, to go into pro uh, uh, sports entertainers as opposed to pro wrestling. And he, he just brought up all into light and everybody. I mean, that's just the way to get a heel turn is to, to bring that term up. But we will get, we will get to that. Um, my fear. Unless you're the WWE. And then he, he's, Vince is all kinds of pissed off. But I will say that, again, I feel like Cody for his, his position in AEW He's now, regardless of EVP or whatever title you wanted to put on him, I feel like, and I really do hope I'm wrong. I really do because I, I think he's amazingly talented. Um, and they gave him no props when he was initially in WWE. He made all his his gains as far as respect in other places, which shouldn't be the case. Like you're, you're they the- only gave him props after the Dusty storyline. After the 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 Rhodes family storyline in AEW, that's when people started to in no in in WWE Dusty, not Dustin. Oh, Dusty. That's the only that, in my eyes. That's the only time when the WWE viewed Cody, as, like that's when Cody stepped up to them. Well, you're in, in, the, in a figurative sense. You're in the biggest. And then when he the left, world. they were like, "Fuck him!" And then he did all this shit. He did all this like, shit. And they, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, what's we, up? Remember us? Hey, uh, I feel like how you doing? You screwed him over. In this in this aspect, and now that he's pulled a Drew McIntyre and became bigger outside of WWE, and then get yanked back in because oh, I, we we didn't realize what you had here. I'm sorry. It's like um, I, it's like uh, uh, now my my boy Gary Sanchez getting traded from from the Yankees. Uh, R.I.P. to that number twenty four heart. Number tw- one, number twenty four. It broke my heart, but I mean, he, he was. You know what broke my heart even more? The tweet that the Yankees sent out that just said, "Thanks for everything, Kraken." <laughs> I know, I know. He uh, not good behind the plate, but I, I <laughs> no. But he was loved, man. I, I he was loved, loved but he was over. He was he over. Didn't get, he, he was didn't over. Get, with... He didn't go over, but he got over. <laughs> he got over, but then a lot of fans <laughs> were like over him. So it, it was a very split uh, down the middle with with Sanchez. Uh, I all, wasn't oh, scary, and it's also difficult to follow in the last number twenty four. This is very true. All that to be said, as I really hope that uh, that Cody is able to uh, withstand this, and that they don't bullshit him in, in this storyline uh, as far as his return, because you can assign him for millions and millions of bucks, and it's going to mean absolutely nothing if he comes in and is just not even known or has the same level of respect, regardless of like or dislike that he had in AEW, because uh, he was a totally different person in WWE. It, it's not like he was Drew McIntyre. Let me re- re- reference back to him. It wasn't like he was Drew McIntyre, had the character in WWE, left, and came back pretty much with the same character. You knew him from there. He, Cody left with uh, with uh, Stardust, and now is coming back as, as Cody. As the American Nightmare. As American Nightmare. You're a totally different character. So unless you watched AEW and had a feeling for what he was and his stature in AEW, it's not the same in WWE. So he's going to have to reset himself in all this and do it over again and so yeah we'll we'll see what happens but uh he should get the win over if, if it's gonna be him and mania get the win obviously over rollins and start yeah. your start your journey that way and uh, see where it goes I, I i can agree with you on that how it's just gonna people not everybody who watches the who watches the wwe watches aew from people i know personally and vice versa Exactly. Well, 
That's at, but that's out of choice. So you're saying watching WWE is out of necessity? No, I'm saying people that watch WWE will just go, I don't want to, like, I just don't have time to watch other shit other than the WWE. Mm. Mm? Mm. Um, but <laughs> Such a dick. the people, the people who watch AEW are like, oh, no, I'm just not going to watch the WWE anymore. Mm. There's more of that as opposed to people that, like, the people that only watch AEW choose to not watch WWE. My friend Mark does the same thing. Shout out to Mark Camps. Uh, Mr. Campanelli. Uh, he, he's he so you me. got both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, You're just I have, right down in the he, middle. He is like, I listen, he goes, I listen to your podcast just to get updates on WWE. Um, and I'm like, uh, okay, I, I get it. If you, if you are tired of the same old, same old with WWE, which it is, I, you, you're, you are, I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch it cause I, I still watch it to this day, but you are comfortable in what they give you entertainment wise. You have come to agree, agree or disagree. You have come to just know it as the product it is. And this is what you're going to take, whether you like it or not. And we've, we've expressed our dislike immensely as far as things that are just old hack that vince is pulling up left and right we like we we get it with that being said it is the biggest company it is a staple of our lives and i will continue to watch it like or dislike i'm sorry that's that's just who i am you have the choice like my friend mark to disregard it completely uh kind of watch the big ones like he he does he'll watch mania he'll watch you know other other big things it but but not the weekly episodic episodes of uh, it was very redundant of like Raw and SmackDown. You just you just get to what I want, and I want to see Mania, and let's let's do it. Um, I, I I understand it, I get it, because we again we're here every single week bitching and moaning that we're we're watching Zelina Vega and and Carmella take on Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan for the fifteenth time in a row. And we, we get it. You guys are fighting at Mania, and now there's going to be like a fatal four-way with these with the titles now. It, it's a dull deck. And so... If. Was that an ill or oof? No, it was an if. Oh, okay. That was a bad. No, that was a good one. Oh, see, I, I can't tell. <laughs> they all look the no, same. No, no, no. They all look the same. If is, is technically exactly how you spell E-U-F. F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F. Eef. 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 She's got bunda. For who? You have to be more Every single person in that fucking match. <laughs> all, all four, uh, including Shayna Baszler. All eight. Including Shayna all Baszler. eight of them. Including Shayna Baszler. Look at you. Wow, you are open. That's um, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of Shayna Baszler, really quickly, uh, on, on a awful tangent as I continue to watch all the manias on my fire stick, uh, WrestleMania with The Rock and... Uh, and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and then he calls over uh, uh, Ronda Rousey out of the crowd, and who's standing next to her? Ronda. Is Shayna really? Shayna. Shayna and? Shane, okay, I got it. Shayna Baszler, uh-huh. Marina Shafir, no, and Jasmine Duke. Jasmine, all four next just, to him. Jasmine Duke. Just the tall one? Yeah. Jasmine Duke and mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler standing there, and like the two of them, especially, especially Shayna, like, just standing there like watching. And like she Marina was, was probably in the back with Ronda. She, she might Strong. have been on the other side, but uh, it was. I, you see the two of them in the camera shot, and then Ronda heading, uh, going over the uh, the barricade and into the ring. Um, 
Just all the four yeah, horses four, four, in one place all four at one time. Oh, man. All right. So uh, that's my, my Cody rants. What else are we doing here outside the ring before we get into... I have an update my on excitement. a story that we talked about last week. My excitement for Rampage apparently this week is leaps and bounds above what it normally is, but I, we will get to that. Go ahead. So as we had said last week, Tony Storm had... <laughs> Was going last week. We had said that Tony Storm was going to launch her OnlyFans oof. on Friday. Is that right? Oof. Did, I, did I get that right? Yes. If oof. Okay, I want to make sure I get it. There you go. Got it. Um, so she did very successfully mm-hmm. on Friday. She made roughly ten thousand dollars in the first hour of that thing being live, which means. She could just not like perform anymore. Scar- Scarlet doesn't need to either. No, a- absolutely not. And it's, and this is not. God even... bless OnlyFans. <laughs> but this is not even like for for everyone else that's on OnlyFans. It's like a uh, it's a nude extravaganza. But for people like Scarlet, like Tony, unless I'm I'm missing something, you don't need the nudity, and you just put basically lingerie and bikini photos on there and make bank. Any Instagram and Twitter, any Twitter picture you can put on fucking OnlyFans. And you may, if you have the following and you're hot as fuck, you can do the same photos. You can make bank on OnlyFans that you put on Twitter and still make money. No, see that's the thing. All of these women just go, oh, by the way, well, it's more, it's mostly Instagram because Twitter you can just put basically porn and nobody gives a fuck. Right. That's on what Instagram. But that's my point. My point is, is that you can put it on Twitter. The same things you put on Twitter, you can put on OnlyFans, except you, now you're charging for OnlyFans, but I can get it for free on, free, excuse me, free on Twitter. I'm, I'm all kind of Jesus, I know. Man, Easy, calm Chris. Down. Easy. Jeez. Bashing Jeez. things up here. Put the bull back in the cage. <laughs> I can't. It's out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> should be a drop. It should be a drop. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, $10,000. Oh, but that's where I was going. Uh, it, all these women, yes, the cash. because Instagram has toned down or, or toned up. I don't even know their mm-hmm. their guidelines have just become so goddamn strict that all these women go, oh hey, by the way, if you want to catch pretty much every Instagram picture that I took from like I don't know three and a half years ago, I'll wear the same stuff now, but it only is on OnlyFans, mm. and they just boom money. OnlyFans started as a porn business. I just want to point that out too. I was not aware. Yeah. Yes. The- OnlyFans is at the front lines of us. Uh, uh, I want to put this correctly. Uh, <laughs> sex worker rights. Okay. <laughs> the expert. The expert here on all things OnlyFans. How many? Just re- I'm. J- how many accounts? I just read the articles. Yeah, okay. There, there are none. Um, and let me ask you this. How many subs, how many subscriptions do you have currently on OnlyFans? Zero. Paid. Hand hand on the Bible? No. Uh, yes. Let's put put your hand on the Bible talking about OnlyFans. Got it. All right. So zero what? paid. What? I feel like you're gonna burn just for having both in the same sentence. I hope not, because I just became a godfather <laughs> I hope recently. Not. So uh, okay. that would that would kind of suck. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I started wearing more suits. It was weird. <laughs> now you're in the family. Started smoking more cigars, wearing track suits. I got a gold chain now. You're, I'm telling you, you're gonna get you're gonna get the call to whack somebody off and uh, 
Hold up. Not that way. Hold on. Not that way. To whack someone. Hold up. To whack. I'm going to whack somebody. Off. Whack off. I ain't whacking (laughs) nobody off unless it's myself. Whack off. Take them out. Whack Whack on, whack whack off, off. you know? (laughs) Whack it. We digress. Anything else outside the ring? I think I've seen that on uh, the internet, that whack on, whack off. (laughs) What? Porn? Anything else outside the ring? Yes, please. Um, I believe a couple weeks ago you had said that David Otunga and his... You said his current wife, Jennifer Hudson, were still together. And and funny enough, Rob sent a, the article about the, what you're about to talk about. I didn't know they were separated. And this is a couple of years that they've been yes. separated. I, I'm, so, so, I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, go ahead. You are, and you uh, put put misinformation into my mouth. I did. And I will not have that on this program. <laughs> so get your shit together. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, as far as that goes, they broke up. That's the, uh, the lie. Okay. The lie horn. Sorry. That's our lie detector. Yes. <laughs> David uh, Otunga and Jennifer Hudson still married? No, I guess not. Okay, sorry. You are not the father. Not the father. Well, you are the father. Well, you are the father, you're but just you not, might not be able to get to see your son sometimes. You're not the husband. You're not the husband. Um, it turns out they broke up in 2017. Yes. But the reason I bring that up now is because there's an article going around saying that David Otunga is selling Jennifer Hudson's engagement ring. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think it's going for? I don't. I I don't know so, the, the exact number. In all fairness, I've seen, I've seen the piece. It 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 is pretty nice. I, I I would I will say in all fairness, since I read the article, I knew what he bought it for, or the or the value of it, the retail value of it. Okay, and it said forty five thousand. That's it. He had Neil Lane designed a five carat cushion cut diamond ring for mm-hmm. Jennifer back in 08. Which was estimated retail value of forty five thousand. Now, now that you know it's David Otunga and Jennifer Hudson's engagement ring, how much do you think it goes for? Well, I will also say in reading the article that that ring is the ring she wore when she won her Grammy, and it was also presented. Yeah. The Grammy was presented to her, presented to her by none other than Whitney Houston. So. With all that, the story behind that ring, it's definitely going for way more than that. Guys, this said, is a ring that Jennifer Hudson wore when she accepted the, the Grammy from Whitney Houston. It's uh, got Whitney Houston spit on it. She coughed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got Whitney Houston sneeze on it because she sneezed she a little sneezed. bit. And if you look really closely at one of the diamonds, there's a little crystal of Coke right there. Wow. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. It's the greatest love of all. How dare you? Um, he, I love Whitney Houston, but man, that, he, was, that was just great. too soon. He, he's planning on giving portions of the proceeds to a father's right organization, father's rights organization. <laughs> it's just an organization for right wing fathers. It's for fathers right wing fathers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am right. Give me my my money. Uh, so yes, David Otunga is selling his ring um, that he got back from from Jennifer Hudson. Uh, what else? Almost immediately, too. Like, right after they broke up, she gave it back to him. Yeah, that was, apparently there was a... Uh, see, in, can we talk about that very quickly? Because we, we love tangents here. Oh, boy. Um, here we go. Having, having been... I'm going to just turn myself off. You've just turned yourself off. I have off no and, horse in this. And I am going to uh, just go off on a small little tangent here. Um, so, in the article... Hang on. Pause really quick. Sure. I kind of know... I, I don't know where this is going... But I'm really excited for the ride. (laughs) 
I'll let you go, brother. I'm going to turn myself off right I'm gonna now. First, you do your thing, dude. <laughs> this is all going to take all of two minutes. When they broke up but in the you article. Do, do you, King? Do you, King? <laughs> Thanks, Black. When they broke up in 2017, uh, Jennifer returned the ring to David. FYI, in legalese, an engagement ring is a quote, gift in contemplation of marriage. If the marriage doesn't go through, in most states, the person who gave the ring, in this case, David, gets it back. I am someone who, as of November of last year, went through the same situation. So myself and my fiance of three years uh, broke off the engagement. We were together for 10 had, we we're engaged for three. Broke off the engagement and went through this whole thing of... She doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can put this out there. Um, go, through, go through this whole thing of... Do you want this? I want it back. Why should I give it back? And it, the idea of overall, that no matter what, that the women keep the ring regardless of that. And so when I asked her, why would you want to keep this? Are you just going to sell it? The answer was Yes. I'm just going to get the money for it since you gave it to me. It was a gift. But the gift was in promise of a future together. So if that's not going to happen, why not get it back? Which is what I asked for and I got it back. The point being is if we got married, you know, that's another thing. If we were married and I asked for it back, no, I, w- I would never do that. We already went through it. We were married. Keep it. Do, do whatever you want to do. It's yours. But at this point, if I'm giving you a $5,000, no, it's like $5,500 ring, Nothing like Otunga's here, and you're going to keep it. Why would you keep it? Are you going to frame it for sentimental reasons? No, you're going to sell it. So I know I want it back. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. That's what happened here. They were engaged for together for ten years, also, um, in a weird uh, coincidence. And so I, I bring it all together in saying that I understand why he gets it back. I never understood the idea of keeping it for what reason? Just to sell it? Then. Give give the point being is give your men if you break off the engagement or if he breaks it off with you give it back the ring, that is my rant, and I am done. All right. Did you think that's where I was going? That's exactly exactly <laughs> where I thought you were going. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly where I thought. That's why I put myself off mute. I was like, you know what? I got no idea. I ain't doing none of this. I just you know what? Simple to the point. Let it go. Simple to the point. Just rings. Guy gives the ring. If you go through with the marriage, then please, she should keep it by all means. If not, give it back. You do realize though that, like, if if it wasn't, I, I'm assuming from what you have told me, it was more mutual between the two of you. Like, we're just like, correct? Uh, it was just you going, just like my point. You don't have to say. My point being is mm-hmm. that I think women could take it differently if the man breaks off the engagement like that. Just like, hey, we're done. Give me the ring back. This, this, and that. They take it a different way. I would assume. I did. <laughs> I, I okay. was the one that, that initiated it. Um, we are now, we are now, funny enough, better friends than we were together. And he, she's with somebody. I'm seeing somebody, and it's it's a mutual thing. But the oh yeah, yeah. do you king? Do you? But the point being is that uh, my whole ramp from before with the ring. That's that. Um, moving on. I apologize. <laughs> I had to get that was very cathartic for me. Listen, I had to get that off my is, chest. I, I appreciate I appreciate you giving me the time to spiel my nonsense. This is what we're here for. I appreciate that. This is what this this platform is. Mm. We talk about wrestling. Mm. Sometimes some we talk shit. about baseball and football. Yeah. 
And then a very small percentage of the time relationship advice comes in. <laughs> very small. We will not, I promise you guys, we will not do this again for another six months. Just, it'll be down the road when Joe is, uh, Joe is engaged. 133 episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are in episode 133, so that took, what, three years to do? It, it, three or four years? No, three yeah. years. Next three years uh, from now, in 2025, we'll talk about relationship advice. So mark your calendars. Yeah, when, when I'm getting engaged. There you go. <laughs> mark your calendars <laughs> for Joe Black's engagement in 2025. Uh, moving on. Uh, you got anything else? If you if you look, phone down, I, I put my phone down for a second. <laughs> I was I was really into <laughs> were, that. Were you intrigued by that? Um, while you're looking that up, I I found a very interesting article about uh, Randy Orton's wife being interviewed um, on, on the Wives of Wrestling podcast. Which is a friend a friend of mine is related to Randy Orton's wife. Oh really? Yes. So like Italian related. So like like air quotes cousin yes okay got it uh on the wives but, of but not like not like actually blood you know they're not blood but they're also not like affiliated <laughs> okay so they, they know I of just each other point that out they they know each other so that's about it that's as far as it goes <laughs> Like yes. they're, not, they're not close. <laughs> they just say, I just know that I'm related to you somehow. They're they're Italian related. Got to it. Each other. All right. So on the they're <laughs> just like really they, like their families are really close. Uh huh. And she's obviously older than we are because this kid's like a year younger than me. Okay. Uh, I was about it uh, on the Wives of Wrestling podcast, which it's all I'm willing to uh, let go. <laughs> on the Wives of Wrestling podcast, uh, which they have a podcast for everything, um, hosted by. Giovanni Angle, Giovanna, Giovanna Angle, excuse me, and Kim Morton, uh, and John Alba. Uh, no idea. No idea what that is. The um, husband of Jessica. She she had said that for WrestleMania, I want to say it was a thirty three. Yes, WrestleMania thirty three. It was Orton yep. versus uh, Wyatt for the title, and that Randy Orton on the entrance almost passed out. She said that he was so amped by the entrance that he almost passed out. Uh, he said that um, the, the feud was considered one of the highlights of that of that year. His entrance for Mania that year was very interesting as a snake followed him to the ring on the ramp, something the Viper had previously stated, stated that it looked like a giant sperm. Uh, and while, <laughs> <laughs> and while speaking on the podcast, Kim Orton revealed great. that Randy Orton nearly passed out while making his way to the ring. She says, "Quote: I was just say I was just going to say something about Randy's entrance at that same WrestleMania. He was walking down the ramp. He got so fired up that he got lightheaded. Yeah, he got so fired up and like held his breath as he was getting fired up, and he stops and he puts his like hands down, and he was like discombobulated." That motherfucker almost passed out. <laughs> he walked so slow as it is that it took him five minutes to get down there. Uh, and then they have a, a, a fan video of him coming down the ramp. Um, the article goes on to say that the uh, the Predator defeated Y for the, the title uh, and that the match was widely panned, which I didn't remember this part. The match was widely panned, especially for its inclusions of cockroaches for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Mm. Um, by you reading that transcript of, mm. of Kim Orton talking... And you could just tell that she's very, very articulate. She's a she's a New Yorker. She's very yes. I am like um um you know like um uh it was like I'm like fired uh, up, but 
Yeah, but he, was, it was he got like, so fired uh, up, like, and held his breath, and he was getting fired up, like, and he stops, and he put his hands, like, And then I hands. told that motherfucker, like, uh... <laughs> he passed out. That motherfucker almost passed out. She's so New York. She's but, so New York. Her daughter's name is Brooklyn. No, I don't think they've been together that long. Randy Orton's daughter's name is Brooklyn. Okay. Just don't know if it's also Kim Orton's daughter. Oh. Or if it was from a previous marriage. Scandalous. I want to say it was with Kim, but I can't exactly confirm or deny or that. Deny. Scandalous. Um, I do actually have another story since we are talking about the Wives of Wrestling podcast. Go on. There you go, brain. <laughs> um, there was another story about that, that when uh, they had on uh, Rebecca Hardy, otherwise known as Rebby Sky. Rebby Sky. She she came out and said that, so if you notice at the end of, she was talking about WrestleMania 33 also, which is, which is how this correlates. And she was saying, you know, when Matt and Jeff debuted, this and that, when they won the titles, there was fireworks going off. And if you noticed, they were red, white, and blue fireworks. So I believe it was Giovanna Angle was telling Rebby Sky after the fact, like, like a year or two later, that those fireworks were actually Kurt's fireworks. Yes. Like they were supposed to be Kurt's fireworks. Mm-hmm. Now that, I, I have one question about that. Does that mean that all the way up until the day of WrestleMania 33, was Kurt Angle supposed to win that match against Baron Corbin? Because that was that year, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. That was his, his final match. His Air, final match was at, Air at 33, though. Right. So yeah. the one he had against Corbin, which made no, no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Let me pull that because I, I saw that, too. Uh, but that that that's my question is... Was Kurt Angle supposed to win that match up until that day? So at WrestleMania, because why would Kurt Angle have? Why would they have red, white, and blue fireworks if Kurt Angle's going to lose? So funny enough, I, I have it right here. So at WrestleMania 33, Matt and Jeff made their shocking return, uh, introduced by uh, New Day, and while speaking to the Wrestling Wives podcast, uh, she Rebby uh, revealed that the Hardys accidentally stole the pyro meant for Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 33. It was the big debut of Matt and Jeff, the big surprise at WrestleMania, so that it was a big, huge day for the Hardys, otherwise known as Fuck Kurt Angle Day. Because, right. So apparently I didn't know this until after the fact. It was a beautiful moment. They're going down this beautiful long ramp, and all the fans are going crazy, and it's a great moment, right? And there's a pyro, and there's fireworks in the sky, and Matt's going in slow motion like, it's amazing, right? Beautiful moment. So I don't know if it was like, I mean, she from New York too? So I don't know if, if it was like right after a couple of days or what, and Giovanna said... Hey, did you notice how, you know, at the end of Matt and Jeff's match, there was at WrestleMania that the fireworks were red, white, and blue? And I was like, no, I didn't. I was all preoccupied, right? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And she goes, yeah, those were Kurt's fireworks. Uh, yeah, and then they have the video here, and they're showing it. And, and yeah, so, so I, I still feel that Kurt Angle was supposed to lose regardless because that was his way out, and that's how WWE does things when people leave, is you get, you get the loss. But that, that's a very funny quirky thing with uh with with 33 those those two things happening in, in the same night <laughs> the two stories that we just had uh all all revolving around uh, wrestlemania 33 Rebby sky 
alma mater, LaGuardia Community College. Oh, alma mater. <laughs> Who's from New York now? So, <laughs> so yes, she is from New York. The al- alma mater. Uh, so the, the Hardys. Uh, How do you say that? Alma mater. <laughs> alma ma- mater. Alma mater. That's you, what I said. That's not what you said. I, I don't know what an alma mater is, but yeah, <laughs> freaking Queens. Uh, Rick. No, Fl- hang on. Uh, the er, that's a Long Island thing. Almer. When when you when you replace an a at the end of something with er, that's a Long Island thing. <laughs> I love when you go into your hand motions. And you're like, let me put, let me tell you something right now, and then you just go into this like figure, I, uh, this figure I eight in the air. Into- I spit into a tube, and it told me I was four percent Italian, and that all four is in my hands. <laughs> but up, up, up. Uh, Rick Flair says that Brian Danielson, and this is—I I would think it would be the other way around—but Rick Flair says Brian Danielson isn't even close to AJ Styles' level. Bum, bum, bum. That you know what that means, right? Uh, that that Wu Nation Uncensored podcast is trying to get uh, listeners, and he's saying controversial shit just to get it out there. No, that means that uh, double or nothing, twenty twenty four. Right. Well, they're still on the contract. AJ Styles. No, he's on the contract. They just signed. He just resigned. For how long? Uh, more than. Assumably, at least more than three. Two, two years, apparently. I, mean, I know he just resigned. So, well, if it's two, it's twenty twenty four. If it's three, it's twenty twenty five. That'd see. be interesting. Do you think AJ Styles would go to AEW? I understand that he has come out and said that the this WWE contract will be the last contract that he signs. Right. But I feel like that also leaves it open. You know, hey, I will come in for like, you know, six months. Styles is reportedly now making more than $3 million a year after everything comes in. He also has some bus travel accommodations worked out in his contract. Um, Beautiful. God, that's the dream. Sounds Three original. million a year. His original contract was set to expire in the spring summer of last year, twenty twenty one. This would make him a free agent for the first time since he left New Japan Pro Wrestling and joined WWE in twenty sixteen. Uh, trying to see like as far as the length of the contract. Riveting. I know. Uh, I think it's three. Okay. I don't like. I don't think they would sign AJ at his age to a five year deal. And if they did, it's like, why not? Two years voidable, like well, NFL but, but why not? No, but it's it, a new, a new multi-million dollar deal with WWE. Multi multi-million multi-year deal. All right, so it's three. So it's three because if they would have said it's a five-year deal, would you, would you say because that that's significant? No, he's not going anywhere. He just signed. I don't know if it's a three or five-year deal. It wasn't long ago when he signed it. He's not going anywhere. Um, this, and this is Dave Meltzer. Uh, but why? Yeah, you, you, say, you said that he wouldn't right. sign. You, you wouldn't say. You, you say that he wouldn't sign long term. Why not? It's because it, because of his age. I mean, Sting is sixty one. So why not have Styles, who is still technically Are you in sign his Sting prime to a to a five year deal? This is not baseball, dude. You, you still have you still have Ric Flair going into a match and still getting knocked out. You freaking had May Young getting uh, pile drives into a table by the by the the Dudley Boys. She had hands coming out of her snooze when she was eighty. Um, so no, but my point being is that AJ Styles came out and said that this stop, would stop, be his stop, last. stop, stop, <laughs> stop, 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 the, the, the term <laughs> snooze, <laughs> we have to circle back. <laughs> we have to circle back. I, I've never uh-huh. heard that term. So I kind of got 
coming out of her snooze. Uh, yes. yes, that's re- regardless of where hands were coming out of. <laughs> she was still, <laughs> she was still involved in wrestling. So you could have someone, and Styles is still technically in his prime. It's, it's he hasn't like, he hasn't dropped a beat. He's still amazing. So why not sign him to a multi five year, six year term? He's not going anywhere unless he gets hurt and, um, and is physically you know, disabled for the rest of his life. He's not going anywhere. That you're absolutely correct, but I'm still snooze. <laughs> um, my my point uh, being is that Styles. I don't know. You do bring up a good point about Sting, though. Being being so fucking old. <laughs> um, uh, but AJ did come out and say that this would be his last uh, his last contract that he signed. Yes, but like I said. It, that leaves it open ended, right? Because then he can come out and say, "Oh, that was the last full term contract that I signed." A part, I I wholeheartedly believe this. A part time AEW AJ Styles that was a lot to get out mm-hmm. is going to be better than a full time WWE AJ Styles. For who? For him? For him and for the fans? See, so, I disagree. Really? I just, I'm just saying. I, if if for, I think the fans would be missing out. For him, probably, yeah, because you know, you want to be uh, you know as far as it, it, elongating your career. But again, I refer back to Sting. The guy, the guy's in the ring every single night of the week, twice, <laughs> twice, two times a week. You see him on Rampage and on Dynamite. I mean, it's, I again, it's the same night. You're still at the same arena. I get it, but you're still making the appearance. You're still taking the bumps. Yes, but it's so not it's, wrestling it's, a full match. So Sting Sting might be on a part time schedule, not schedule. He might well, be on a part time contract, full time schedule, but part time full time schedule, but a part time contract. Meaning that as far as wrestling, it's only a handful of times that he's wrestled right. in his entire right. I, it's definitely less than ten times in his entire AEW career so far, and it's been over a, a two years. Right. No, I, listen, uh, I I get it. And if Styles goes that route, I, I understand. Um, but it doesn't look like he's going that route anytime soon. And no. if you're still in your your mid forties and wrestling has a longer a longer allotment of age to be uh-huh. you know, to be able to be wrestled, then you know give him give him a three year. What's, what's three years for for a guy like that who's who can still wrestle into his forties, into his fifties oh, probably? Absolutely. I mean, he, could, he could pull pull a, pull a Tom Brady and just keep going. You know, pull a Chris Jericho. Pull a Chris, pull, th- thank you. There you go. So pull a Chris Jericho, and you can have your own appreciation society, and uh, wrestle into your fifties. And he's still, he's still a- great. He's, he's still a good. A- he's a the great. Ajas. Great. <laughs> the Ajas. Ajas. The Ajas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so back. To, I'm sorry. Back to the point. <laughs> As we go on these in, in, insane tangents, we were talking about Styles and Danielson. Do you agree with Ric Flair? As far as Danielson not being on Styles' level, to to right now on television, I do not. From the product that we are getting on television, I do not. Mm-hmm. However, I think that Rick knows the intensity and and the caliber of superstar that AJ Styles is. Mm-hmm. That's. And that's my whole point behind it, is that we only see WWE AJ Styles. Mm. The AJ Styles 
that was in TNA, the AJ Styles that was in New Japan and on the Indies, like that AJ Styles is 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 still this AJ Styles, but it's this AJ Styles is watered down from that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So now, okay, so then I'm piggybacking Bullet on Bullet Club AJ Styles. Right, so piggy, piggybacking like, on that statement, do you feel like, Brian Danielson, who did this all the same things as far as New Japan and outside of of America, that character who is now the American Dragon in AEW, do you feel like this character now is better than what we have in WWE AJ Styles? Yes. Especially with the additions of William Regal and John Moxley at his side. Got it. Like absolutely. Okay. However, there's two pieces missing from bringing AEW into a full circle engulfing all of independent and Japanese wrestling in the 2010s. Okay. And that's Finn Balor and AJ Styles. If those are the last two people that are like, they have to. You have other people like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Cesaro, like those people would be awesome if they showed up in AEW. But in my opinion, AJ Styles and Finn Balor have to make an appearance in AEW at some point because it would mean so much to that storyline and that group of people and those fans too. Right. Like it, all, the whole Bullet Club storyline will finally come back <laughs> into one. So, it's a, it, you know what? I would go as far to say I would call it the Bullet Club Infinity Saga. <laughs> uh. And then right at the end, right at the end, when Finn Balor finally shows up, you just hear a hammer on an anvil. Brings it right back to the first movie. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Uh, Rick Flair said, uh, "Brian Danielson, and this is this is the statement that got me. Brian Danielson is no AJ Styles, not even close. Brian Danielson is very good, but he's no AJ Styles. Come on, it's a big stretch to say Danielson is in any way better than AJ Styles. I I gotta disagree with Woo Man. I think also we're, we're forgetting the fact that Brian got his name in the WWE. Like that's when that's when the masses." were introduced to Daniel Bryan. Mm. And then you go back and be like, oh my God, like his early work is fucking incredible. Mm. Everybody knew about AJ Styles going into his WWE run. That's where I think Rick's head is at. Mm. Bryan is a bigger name worldwide now. But AJ was a bigger name going into his WWE career. I, I can agree with that. No. Um, I got uh, Bully Ray criticizing WWE for their... What else is new? Their, I know. He he's, seems to get off on criticizing everything else. Um, on criticizing the main event, this, this is air quote, main event, of night one for Mania. Mm-hmm. And I'm referring to the segment of the KO show with stone cold and he basically in i agree with him by the way i listened to this and, mm-hmm. and i i agree with him but go on uh if, he said if you have quote if you have to announce it as a match you have to announce it obviously as 
his last time ever. I don't agree with it being the main event of night one. You seriously cannot put that match on last in my eyes. This is a direct kick to, a kick to the ass to the talent that there is now. Uh, yes, it's an attraction. Yes, it's Steve Austin. But I think even Steve would tell you, no, I should not go on last. The women should go on last or any other main event. You know what? Forget about men and women. Whatever main event that's been built that has earned the right to go on last, but not Steve and Kevin. Steve and Kevin belong in the middle of the show. It's going to be very hard to follow Steve and Kevin. End quote. Um, I, it's going to be so damn hard to I, follow Steve and Kevin. I, I agree. So then what? Like okay, that, so then in that. In you're that, all. Okay, so then, then you just answered. He just answered his own question. Why put it on last? Because you can't follow it. So then, what do you do for night one? It, it, are you equating you're equating Steve Austin and his return to a ring, to a ring, uh, not competing in it? But I'm sure there'll be some kicks and stunners involved. But you're comparing this now to uh, Reigns and and uh, Lesnar for night two. Is this is it actually bigger than say if we had uh, you know, Bianca Belair and and uh, Becky Lynch yes. close out yes. night one? Yes. Okay. Because this is stone, this is the stone cold character coming back. So then you, so he, he answered his own question. Steve Austin before. Then we can't complain. That's that's my point. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. But but he, here's my reasoning. Mm -hmm. We've seen Steve Austin before. We saw Steve Austin in the pandemic. He was at the first, like the first pandemic show in in the performance center. Mm -hmm. He stunned he stunned Byron Saxton and kicked him directly in the nuts. In the nutsack. Nuts. This is the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This mm -hmm. is the character returning. Mm -hmm. This is like and and regardless of who wins, mm -hmm. if Kevin wins, there's still going to be a beer bash. Mm -hmm. Let let me let me throw this out to you. Kevin wins what though? <laughs> it's not it's not a match. If it turns into a match, it won't. If if Stone Cold is in the because listen, it's WWE. It's it's somewhat predictable. You can see Kevin Owens starting the KO show, and then they both come out. Steve Austin says some dumb, not dumb. Kevin Owens says some dumb shit. Mm. Steve Austin's like, all right, well, let's get a ref down here and let's get a match. That's not and happen. fucking place goes wild. I'm sure we'll go nuts, but it's not gonna happen. If Kevin Owens were to win that match. Mm. You, you could have a beer bash at the end of it because you could either have Kevin Owens just win and then run out of the ring or Kevin Owens, which is the likely possibility, is win, celebrate, then start beating up on Stone Cold again, and then you get what we got at the last Dallas WrestleMania. And you have Texas wrestling legends come down... <laughs> one by one mm -hmm. and start kicking the crap out of Kevin Owens. Shawn Michaels. Right. We we talked about JBL. Yes, JBL, Undertaker. Right. Booker T. <laughs> Just a couple of names. Just some names. Um so I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I, I agree with what Billy Ray is saying. With that being said, again, he's answering his own question. If you can't follow it, then why put it in the middle of the show? So, so you you are giving the the unless you unless you do, you're giving the the unenviable task of whoever's going to follow that to to be as entertaining because uh, it's going to be a letdown either way. So if that's going to if that's the case, which is I mean this is going to be a slap in the face, but put like uh, put a match that really has not been built well and has really no traction going in. So put in the women's tag team title match after that. 
Uh, you know, and then and then put like a. I, I hate to say that because I'm I'm all for women's wrestling, and but the way they set this up was was bullshit. So put in a, a bullshit match. No, I it, it's it's going to be a slap in the face, but at least you're following them, and at least you're on the show, and it's it doesn't make it look like this is going to outshine everybody. I, I don't know. I think that's they they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into in setting this whole thing up with this this KO show uh, business. And so that's why they put it on last on night one. What do you think about having it go on first on night two? You think that's a better spot than who? You already know what the main event's going to be for night night two, right? So, you know what? I I feel like they could they could easily have you could have opened it up in night two. You could open it up in uh, night one at least. You know they've they've done segments where they've opened up the show with the the hugest name. They've had. They've had yeah. WrestleManias where they they've had Hulk, Rock, and Steve Austin in the same ring open up a, a mania. So why yeah. why was that not the main event of that mania? Because you wanted to open up the the show and and kick it off with with a banger, and you did. So why not do the same thing with this? Why why can't you open he, up either one of the nights? It doesn't matter. But you, the point being is that you've you've uh, to Bully's point is that you've you've taken this main event spot from somebody that really deserves it. And Steve is obviously one of the biggest names of all time, but. Did he go to? How much, did he go to them and say, "Listen, you know, I don't want to be last," and they were like, "No, no, you're going to be last, no, no matter what." How much of this do you think is on the fault of creative? Because there's nobody like they couldn't have somebody bigger than Steve Austin. I mean, what do you do though? There's, there is nobody bigger. That's my point. Okay, well, if creative was good enough in the past 19 years. Mm-hmm. There would be somebody bigger. I mean, hell, oh, well, there is one person bigger, but he's on night two. And here's why I don't think they're putting it out to start off night two. Mm. I don't think they want to have both Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brock and Rock on the same night. Rock? Yes. I didn't know Rock was going to be there. I think. I think Rock comes out at the end of the oh, match. <laughs> okay. It's either that or night after. You're talking about for, I think for we're Reigns? getting a lot of John Cena. Yes. For Le- Lesnar and Reigns. Yes. Oh. I think we're getting a lot of John Cena similarities in this particular WrestleMania. So you're talking about, you're, you're, you're now going into, we're going to do another year program. Yes. Got it. For, Re- for Reigns and Rock. Yes. Okay. And my reasoning behind that. If I can filibuster just a little bit more, <laughs> uh, is because that the Black Adam movie uh-huh. is coming out in October. Allegedly, that's when it's expected. So if that thing gets pushed back a couple months, I don't know. Listen, we we had that, again. I was I was promised a rocket uh, Survivor Series, and that never happened. Um, but here's the thing. Now nobody's promising it. Now it's just me telling you, hey, what if this happens? <laughs> some- At first it was other people saying, hey, Rock, I think Survivor Series 25th anniversary, I, th- I think Rock's coming out. I heard on now, some, some random podcast. Nobody's some, talking some about guy, The Rock. <laughs> some guy said on some random podcast that uh, The Rock's going to come out. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Devil, I think his name was The Devil or something. That's what he called himself. It was weird. The Devil. The Reaper. The Reaper. Got Get it. it. Got it. The I thought it would go over better. I'm just not going to joke. Like but um, boom, boom. Anything else outside yeah, the yeah, ring yeah. before we quickly recap all things ring? <laughs> I mean, I can find that. But... Go on. I don't have anything else outside the ring. No, but, uh, 
I am ready to talk about dynamite if you are. Um, hold on, wait a minute, and go. There's... Sorry, I love the why. Good evening, friend. So I'm going to go in order really quickly as far as uh, all things in ring here. So Smackdown. Um, I. <laughs> Uh, just as far as the hits go, I'm thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed the awful editing that happened with uh, Lesnar destroying the car and them being in the car, the uh, the Usos and Reigns, uh, or not being in the car, yeah. <laughs> because you could clearly see they weren't in the car when the forklift went through the windows, of magic, and then magically they appeared back in, and then. But my, I will say I'm very impressed with the fact that Lesnar just literally, literally, literally ripped off the door from the car and then brought it ringside <laughs> and, and into the ring and started stomping the shit out of it uh, i'm i'm impressed by that um carried it like a merce like <laughs> it was like a merce. i'm just gonna carry my money in here um let's see here Ba-ba-ba-ba. can you go into the into the center console of my merce <laughs> <laughs> you mean your purse no it's it's i'm a man it's a merce it's uh a man purse. it's a man purse it's uh, a merce there are because his voice always cracks sometimes <laughs> Uh, a little shaky ground with Happy Corbin and um, and Mad Cat Moss. I, I feel like a breakup is coming soon with that because they're not tr- laughing at the jokes anymore. Uh, WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> WrestleMania backlash. Uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, uh, in a no no contest with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan because they're going to win. Uh, Baszler and Natalia come in. Um, one of the, the best promo of the night, I feel, is Pat McAfee issuing, issuing his non-apology apology. I it apologize. Counts, it counts, right? Uh, it's really an apology. Um, Pat McAfee is amazing. <laughs> he's a very funny guy. His, uh, if, I don't know if you ever, if did you see his interview with uh, Stone Cold, speaking of which? Pat McAfee? Yeah. On the Pat McAfee show? Yep. What do you think? Of course. Uh, you know why I like him? I watched it live, bro. Uh, you know why I like him with with wrestlers is because he asks questions of wrestling. Like, how did you come up with what? How did the beers get tossed? How did you work that out with the amount of what? the amount of beer that you actually you actually drunk? And he's saying, and Stone Cold is saying, half of it got in my mouth, and I would walk away with a buzz. Like that. That's something that you know, other interviewers would be like, well. Uh, you came up. You you played you played football in, in college, and you know, like it was be everything else but wrestling. Whereas wrestling fans want to know the little nuances, like that kind of thing. Like, you know, you're you're, you're you really talk about this, but I would like to have known as far as like your whole situation when you were hurt and you came back with the ECW angle and you were playing guitar with uh, with uh, Kurt Angle and play and singing Jimmy Crack Horn. Like, how did that whole yeah. segment? You know, that is the kind of thing I want to find out. And so, Pat McAfee asking him these questions. Uh, is is very cool, kind of seeing like the inside of how things worked out. So that was a very good interview. If you haven't heard that, uh, go watch that. My favorite part of that was when he asked him about uh, what what superstars nowadays would you want to face. Mm. I think it was that. I think it was that interview. He asked him, and and Stone Cold said Brock Lesnar. It was either that, or it was the Brock Lesnar interview, and he said which super or which wrestler do you, would you have liked to face over your career? I think it was and Brock immediately Brock said, said Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Yeah, that's like a dream match that, that will n- never, never get it. 
I mean, never say never. This, this is true. I know. I know. If, I feel like if, Stone Cold you know, does. If Stone put, Cold can take a couple Germans, that match can happen. <laughs> that's all we need. That's. I mean, let me let me think about this. So the guy has neck issues. You're going to do a German suplex where you land on your neck. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a thing. Uh, unlike Edge or unlike Brian Danielson, this this man has not really come back from that stinger that he he got from uh, from Owen. And so, uh, yes. So, with that being said, speaking of which, we get the we get to see the first round of the Heart Cup in May. May, May. that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be interesting. Uh, it's a, such a slap in the face. <laughs> it really is. Like he doesn't. He he deserves. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because now I mean, this is another tangent. We can just keep talking on and on about. Uh, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because of who he is, not really because of what he's accomplished. What? What? Yeah. So, which is, you know, the influence he had on professional wrestling. Yes. Because he, right now, Owen Hart is your favorite pro wrestler's favorite pro wrestler. Right. But for what reason? Because he captured the, because of his moveset. Really? really, Was there? Yeah. He was was the best. He was the best. Every, everyone from the Hart Dungeon will say, out of all of like the Hart family, Mm. Owen was the one that that took to it more naturally than anybody. Right, they and they they admit that, but in actual in ring performance and getting over, it, it was not Owen. It, it was it was it wasn't no, Owen. it was Brett. Right, but I'm I'm saying just I mean he was a high level mid carder. Yeah, that's, that's I mean that's, that was his that, that was his role but, in but, life. Was he was a hard uh, in WWE? He was a high level mid carder. That got over even more so, and I, rest in peace. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry for saying this, but he was more over because of his death. Because of his death, yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, it, it, we have to be real here. So, I don't know. I, it, uh, I even know how we get into this tangent, but I'm just Owen Hart. In my eyes, is one of those people that if he hadn't died. There is a very slim chance that he would have stayed at the same position in his card. So you're saying he might he might have taken a step down? No, he he would have most certainly taken a step up. Really? Yes. Okay. I I, I don't see how that would have been would have been a thing because he was so so hovering in mid level, you know, uh, not obscurity, but uh, mid level mid level dumb that he. I, you know, I, I would I would have hoped that you had been right. I just feel like he really wasn't going anywhere. Um, even even if after that match and everything went went well with that match, that uh, he, he still kind of would have been like another member of the Nation of Domination for some reason. <laughs> it made no sense. Probably would have. Just, never mind. Owen is a. It's weird. He's, like, he's not, it he's it not is a weird, weird topic because when you when when you really think about it, he he. Ah, I don't want to say this. Just say it. His death kind of got him more over. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I know, but it, it it sounds it sounds weirder the way I wait. say it. <laughs> his death got him more. It, it does sound weirder. His death. Yeah. His death. But his death did. His death. His death absolutely did. And so. I, I commend him for his entertainment value. Like he was, I'm not saying that he wasn't a great wrestler either. I'm just saying that for what he provided and his characters and going Blue Blazer and even the Owen Hart and all that stuff, it, it just, it never, it, it caught on 
but it never caught on to main event status. Let me ask you this. Nor do I think he would, would have you, been there anyway. Would you consider him at the level in wrestling? Because obviously what I'm about to talk about is more pop culture based. Mm. But in wrestling, would you consider him at the same level of importance as the members of the 27 Club? And if you don't know, oh, Jimi Hendrix. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain Amy Winehouse, yes, uh, Jim Jan- Morrison, Jan- those Joplin. Big four in the Janis Joplin. There you go. Yes, those are the top five. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. But there, there. No, no. You know no. who I lump in that also? <laughs> Tupac and Biggie, because the, that's the same type of formula for their deaths. Mm. They they were very 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 popular. And then they died, and then their popularity rose elevenfold. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart was only mildly popular. Now, obviously, this is in the wrestling community. It's more toned down than actual Biggie and Tupac and Janis Joplin. Mm. But that's why I think he has that level of name right now. Is because when he died, I don't think we took we took for granted Owen Hart's level of intensity and 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 maneuvers in the ring mm. when he was still alive. And it only took until he died for us to realize what we had on our hands. And if we had known that, if we had known what we knew after we after he died, when he was you know the Black Heart and all that stuff, I wholeheartedly think he would have been bigger than Brett. Uh, also because I don't think he would have had the screw job in all of that. Would have, would have, could have, should have. If he, if he did it in the moment, then he would have been I over. apologize. That happened before. That's on me. Yes, that was before. Um, right. <laughs> he, he was he was there. <laughs> he, was, he was in the ring. I know. He was, yeah, he <laughs> he was, was literally in the ring with British Bulldog and, yeah. and uh, Anvil Nightheart. Um, yeah, so... If if he took advantage of it while he was still alive, then we'd have a totally different uh, conversation right now. But it's it it, it it the term that's overused more than any other term in the planet. It is what it is. We we've lived it, we've seen it, and it is a fact that he was put over because of his death. And so we will never know what happened, what could have happened, what should have happened. But the bottom line is with Owen Hart that he was a mid-card level who just could not get over because of his brother also having having that heart name and having your brother right next to you as a main event level guy you're you're still going to be compared to him so that's there was never there was never a chance for him to outshine him unless he which he tried to do he tried to become a heel and have his fights with with Brett and he it, it didn't work so I, I don't see how it would have changed in any any way but we'll we'll never know um as far as let me get back to SmackDown here, uh, I, I had a little Shit, little talking about SmackDown. So we'll talk about SmackDown. <laughs> I had a little uh, little little verklempness when uh, Kofi came out thinking of Biggie, um, and uh, I'm still I'm still laughing at the at the idea at the name of Butch, and I feel like he comes out with those two big guys, and he's like, "Let's get them, guys!" And, and, and he's like the little bully in uh, in the Christmas. He looks like Christmas Speedy story. Gonzalez. <laughs> He looks, he's like, story. That was he's great. like, yeah, Christmas story, the little bully, uh, the, like the side kid, yeah. the other kid. 
Um, so that was Butch. Uh, Charlotte Flair is still way over, uh, and she will never not be over. Um, and I'm I'm in, appreciating this whole feud that she has with Ronda Rousey, um, and and just the and the 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 fifty fifty <laughs> booking as far as ass kicking like, that goes on with the two of them. So I I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed enjoyed SmackDown this week. Um, getting to I rarely don't enjoy SmackDown. No, right? Yeah, I I I appreciate SmackDown more more than Raw. But um, also on the other hand, I rarely enjoy I rarely enjoy Raw. I know. I I know. And this Raw was actually okay. Uh, we'll get we'll get then get to that in a second. Um, staying on Fridays, Rampage. Um, I will say it. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I appreciate an hour show. I wish every show was an hour mm-hmm. show. Get all the hits in. Get your promos in the back for all of thirty seconds, and get out there and wrestle. And that's what Rampage does every week. I apologize for not giving them more appreciation. The matches that they ha- that Tony Khan puts on Fridays are bangers, and this mm-hmm. this episode of Rampage was no exception. Uh, Darby Allen versus the Butcher. Uh, I, this whole the whole storyline being uh, uh, created with the the Hardy Boys now, now known as just the Hardys, uh, the Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Brothers, but they they they're announced by the by uh, the Hardys yeah. as the as the Hardys. Uh, Darby Allen with the Butcher, so they they set up this whole uh, four on four for for tonight on Dynamite, right? Yes, yeah, that is, that is tonight. Private Party and uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Yes. Taking on Darby Allen, uh, Sting. Sting. Speaking speaking of aforementioned Sting, he's wrestling. Sting. Gets his one match uh, every two months. Uh, and the Hardys. Uh, we had uh, let's see here, Leo Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, a new. Um, what get to it? What Chris Statlander? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> her new her new attitude. Um, since they, she wiped off her makeup on Dynamite. Uh, so there was that. Um, let's see here. Uh, bop, 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 bop. She just put on different makeup. She put put on black makeup and black outfit. She's not doing the boops. <laughs> no more boops. She's not the, doing the boops. No, no more boops on the nose. <laughs> she's not doing the boops. <laughs> uh, but she's also not wearing pants anymore. <laughs> she's not wearing pants. And that is oof. God bless. <laughs> that is oof. God bless. Oof worthy. Um, can that I? That is oof worthy. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the match of the night. Just if, yeah. if you haven't seen it, just fast forward to the end of this match because it's it's really the last thirty seconds when Fuego del Sol tries to uh, uh, mount a comeback here. So Bear Country, Bear Boulder, and Bear Bronson. I love. It. I feel like I'm in Disney when I hear that that uh, team name. Uh, and Fuego del Sol against the House of Black, and the last thirty seconds of Fuego del Sol off the top rope. Jumping, uh, uh, bouncing off the rope, turning around and getting a knee into the face by Buddy Matthews, like a legit knee. Like that, there was no yeah. pulling back on that. He just got a mouthful of knee. That's a shoot, brother. <laughs> that is a shoot. Brody King doing a dive on one on one of the Bear Brothers. Malachi Black doing a uh, a uh, like a swanton off the top rope onto uh, the other moonsault. I believe moonsault. Thank you <laughs> onto one of the other Bear Brothers, and then Buddy Matthews. What is the name of his his move where he puts him on the shoulder and then he just does this like insane flip onto the onto the mat i don't know it was just it was just absolutely insane like it was that, beautiful though. that whole segment and, and chris jericho on commentary would by the way is i think hysterical that he's he's pulling off this whole 
uh, heel turn, and then he becomes complete face on 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 these broadcasts. He's he's really yeah, but you see the heel come out a little bit. He, no, absolutely. But he's, he's like, he's, yeah, I don't like that guy. <laughs> but he's 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 cheering on Fuego del Sol. Um, yeah. But that the whole the whole sequence, the last thirty seconds of the, of the three of them just going absolutely ape shit, and then Chris Jericho saying that was incredible. It was. It was an absolutely incredible. Uh, the the match itself was just the three of them just going ape shit on on Bear Country, and and that whole last thirty seconds was insane. Um, and then the 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 main event with Max Caster taking on uh, Keith Lee and getting uh, getting a little swerve help. So I, I did not see that coming. Yeah, neither did I. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. No, absolutely not. I I, I like that that we're getting this. Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve uh, Strickland um, coming up. I, 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 I like. I think Swerve, Swerve is going to be way over. He, like his match last week uh, with uh, on T- Rampage, ironically on uh, Rampage, ironically against uh, Tony Atlas. Um, not t- sorry, not Tony Atlas. Uh, t- uh, Tony Nice. Tony I don't Atlas. think Tony Atlas has been able to. He hasn't been wrestling at all. Rather a long time. That's, he is a very, very old man. Did you just watch Young Rock? Is that why? I did not. I watched oh, okay. I watched him in uh, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, uh, 22? I want to say no, 22. Was it 2? No, I, I, ba- I just saw the Battle Royal. They had a, the, the Battle Royal for WrestleMania 2. I'm, I'm trying to think if he was he was in that. I just, I just saw him on, on, on the stick. So I, I just had his on name the on the stick. So that's Tony Atlas. Just uh, you mean on the cock, the peacock, the peacock. Um, let's. By the way, I want to go back. I I totally skipped over uh, Wednesday here. So really quickly, because um, we knew, we do have a new champion. Uh, let's go all the way to the end here. Let's just fast forward because there's uh, trying to see here. Nope, Jericho. Right, let's let's talk about that first. Yeah. Uh so we had um we had the tag match, we had the trios match with Paige uh and Jurassic Express taking on uh, the Red- Undisputed Era. <laughs> they were taking on the Undisputed Era minus Roger Strong. Um so, and, and the Undisputed Era getting the win. I, I was actually pretty shocked by that. Uh, Moxley and Danielson taking on uh, Chuck Taylor and Willie Yuta. I was actually pretty surprised by the end of that match. Willie Yuta coming back in the ring asking for a handshake from William Regal. And William Regal utterly smacking the shit out, out of Willie Yuta to the point where it looked like it like busted his jaw. <laughs> yeah. If you notice, uh-huh. that is how William Regal recruited Brian and Moxley. Yes, and they did the same thing. They went into his face. So and they went right back to his face. I have a new uh, a new member of the of the team here in Wheeler Yuta, and and again and not the, mad at it. And but the, for the first time in his career, being, being way over and getting the chance, which is why you could tell in the match if you watch that match over, you you could tell that Wheeler Yuta was getting most of the action. Chuck Taylor was kind of lay, laying back because they wanted to set this up. It's called storytelling. This is how you do it. So you tell you you put him in the majority of the match. You get him over, and then at the end of the night, you, the end of the match, you get him. Get, getting chanted. No, who, who the hell would have started knowing? Who the hell would have known that people are going to start chanting Wheeler? <laughs> like it was just, it was just very weird. Like he's not really that over until this past Wednesday. It was the first time he basically got chanted. Um, uh, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and uh, Dax Harwood explaining why they fired Tully Blanchard. Um, let's see. You here. noticed? Hey, did you get the Bret Hart reference in there too? I did. 
It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. To Bret Hart to uh, to lead this group. You want to know why? Hmm. Well, I just have a quick question. The Owen Hart tournament. That's a singles tournament, correct? That is a singles. All right, never mind then. Um, I do think we get Bret Hart at that show that'd be in something. May. That'd be something. <laughs> that would just be Bret. Bret Hart, Sting. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? What? Uh, and then what? and then what? The Jazz. <laughs> I think I might have to get this shirt. The Jericho Appreciation Society. The this is what's what uh, uh, the inner circle was supposed to be. <laughs> and yes. now and now it, you know, Jericho was like, I don't want to be. I'm not going to be Diana Ross. I just want everybody to be the, the Supremes. But now, yeah, but, but now, now I'm going to be like, Diana Ross, motherfucker. Screw that shit. <laughs> I'm coming hey. out. I'm coming out as I, as I date myself. I am now Diana Ross. So, so now Jericho has his own group called the Jericho Appreciation Society, and he had his commencement. The the first of all the 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 rid. I loved when Jericho goes heel and he explains like it was bad creative, as far as the name of 2.0. That name is no no longer. We are now getting the real names of Jeff Parker and Matt Lee. And before you say that, because I'm gonna laugh and then I'm gonna forget what I'm about to say. Yes, that. That dig on the the bad creative thing, by the way, it's just the Jericho catchphrase at this point. Bad creative. That was a stupid idea from bad creative. That's a stupid a idea stupid from bad creative, right? Yes. Um, and they, I, go ahead. I'm I'm trying to gather my thought again because it, it slipped a little bit. That was more a dig on NXT 2.0 in my eyes. The 2.0 name. Yes. Yes. It just so happened to also correlate with the t- name of their tag team. Right. I, so I go on. What, uh, so, what are their names now? So please. so I'm going to please, I'm going to I'm going to repeat what he said because the the quote that he said as far as like the whole excuse me the um I, I repeat everything because he goes into this this idea of why you know all all heels when they turn have to explain why they turned and so his explanation of why he turned is probably one of the best reasons and outcomes so uh, let me just get to it and then because all all bad wrestlers say the fans screwed me like edge like we talked about last week you you did this to me i'm now turned because of you but he took that he did that but then he took that and he, he spun it so this is what he said we appreciate one another because we can relate to the rest of the AEW roster because there are more nothing more than pro wrestlers a pro wrestler has never been legendary or a millionaire and as a legendary millionaire many times over that's because i am a sports entertainer i'll say it again i'm a sports entertainer he dug in his heels and he's now riding this ship way out into the coast i love it i'm all for it i am now a jazz member i i i'm i'm all about it just because of this one promo tell me that you're going to be a sports entertainer as opposed to a pro wrestler and you're not slapping vince mcmahon in the face with this statement it's, it's amazing I love it. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. I love it. Gar- Daniel Garcia gets in the mic. He goes, I, I got to get this off my chest. And he looked like he was, he was going to confront Jericho. I got to get this off my chest. You're, you're going to call yourself a sports entertainer? Well, then I am too. My name is Daniel Garcia and I am a sports entertainer. Uh, hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. And then the, the crowd just goes absolutely nuts and, and boo the shit out of him. Uh, and then he explains why everybody appreciates him. Uh, Daniel Garcia had a car crash in Buffalo. Uh, and then he said about 2.0 and 2.0. I I got verklempt in that one. That was that was a little, that was a story. I'm, he said a group of pro wrestlers in Buffalo were injured in a car crash. 
I never met those men, but I donated thousands to help them. Garcia was one of those people. And so that's why. Yeah. That's why. He, so he, he does explain why everybody's in this appreciation society. He goes, and 2.0 is a stupid name. That's bad creative. So they're going to be by their real names going forward. I got a call from my former best friend, which I, I, I got a huge pop from that. I got, a for, I got a call from my former best friend, Kevin. Oh, Come on. I mean, Kevin Owens. Come on. Uh, a few years ago, who asked me to put them on my podcast to help them get a job. I put them on Talk is Jericho podcast, and they got hired by AEW. That's why they appreciate me. Over. Over. Put, put, a, put a pause right there. Uh-huh. That is not technically true. Okay. Because they were already in AEW when, when they went on the podcast. podcast. Right, right. Just saying. No. That's the, that's timing the only is, thing I had about that. Timing is everything. <laughs> but everything else he said was true. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens did call him. And he said, you got to check out these kids. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, they were, which funny enough, 2.0, uh, before they, they were changed, their, their real names, had the same exact gimmick as they did on NXT. So NXT, they were... Uh, uh, these these guys that were just kind of like to put over everybody else. They were jobbers, but they were high end yeah. jobbers. <laughs> so they were yeah. the same same way in two They were they were there to get over Sting and Darby Allen or whoever else they were fighting. And now they have been their 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 work has been appreciated and rewarded by being put into this group. Um, and then he explained Jake Hager at the hand of the King, best friends. We've we've broke bread together. He goes so there you have it, the latest reinvention of the master manipulator. And remember this date because this is the day that the new era begins. The era of the sports entertainer. This is the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that's entertainment. What the fuck out of this promo? God, I love them. That's that's how you do that. <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing. I, I'm, I'm all beautiful. for it. I marked out. Like, I'm sitting there watching this. I was like, such a stupid name. This is really a ridiculous name, but this promo... Got me w- over, and that's why Jericho's one of the best on the mic ever. One of the best on the mic ever. Yeah, he's... I... Sports entertainers. Like, you just took that term, like, those two words that are synonymous with WWE, and you're now incorporating it into your group. Like, that's, that's genius. <laughs> that is absolute genius. So there's... My question there's is, is, does WWE have a... Whoops. Oh, that was you. Does w... Yeah, that was me this time. My bad. Does WWE have a, a trademark? trademark? Apparently not. On sports entertainer, there's there's no trademark, but there's the like the terms that are need to that you never say wrestler, so wrestler is out. Um. So what the, about their terms entertainment? There are terms in WWE that are not trademarked. You just can't say you have to say these words as opposed to the other words. No, I know, but WWE would be the type. Of, they would be the place to say like. That that could be a trademark for them. Well, until it is, then sports entertainment could be a trademark. Until then, and I love Jericho's he, gonna use it. I love that Jericho did this after Vince went on Pat's show and Vince discussed the as to why he said sports, sports entertaining. And now here we are. And now Jericho's <laughs> taking the ball and we're like and yo, here uh, we are. I'm gonna put down my microphone for a second. I just gotta Nobody, Yeah, okay. Good applause. Bravo, Chris. Thank you. Really? Not you. Oh, Jericho. Got it. I mean, bravo to you, too. <laughs> I love you. You know that. Yeah. But bravo <laughs> to Chris Jericho. No, it was absolutely amazing. Um, so next time we go to, uh, we go to, uh, uh, in May, when we go to AW, I got to get that shirt. And um, now I'm going to be torn. Like, do I sing Judas? 
Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I mean, unless if you're if you're heel. but if you're a member, well, he was a heel in, in inner circle. You still chanted then. We're just giving the middle fingers to everybody. He was more, but he was more of a face. It was the Jericho Cruise. That's where the the song started. So Not he, the song, but that's where people started, started singing. singing the song. But he was he was a huge heel then. He was still here then. He was a heel. He was still a heel then. He was still a heel. Yes. He only tur- they only turned face for a very short time. Uh, the beginning of the year, like the end of last year, beginning of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's that. Um, uh, yeah. He had to, when they when they had the match with. Uh, with uh, the pinnacle, um, blood and guts. That's that was like their their face time. Their face turn. Yeah, you're right. Um, Wardlow against uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, I, I'm I'm all for the way they they handle this. I, I I do like that they basically gave Wardlow the the ability to thoroughly kick Scorpio Sky's ass without him looking weak in it, because then he he ended up winning. Um. And then he just got his ass kicked by uh, you had the chairman. You had uh, Sean Spears come out. MJF came out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I called this, but there's one thing I want to talk about with this. Sure. I could – Austin Vanderford, mm-hmm. Paige's husband. Making out with Paige right in front of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, bravo for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was I don't know if you saw, but Austin took a bump. Mm-hmm. Like a flat back yeah. bump. Yeah, he's supposed to. As you're supposed to. No, but I, are, is he supposed to? Is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Because I didn't know like what 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 the deal was with those those uh, Dan Lambert guys <laughs> as far as taking bumps in the ring. Right. But uh, Vander Austin's different because he's not he signed to Bellator, not the UFC. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, Jake is also signed to Bellator. That's why. Got it. Jorge couldn't take Jorge Masvidal couldn't take a bunk a bump because U- he signed with the UFC right. and the UFC don't deal with that shit. <laughs> Bunch of bitches. All they right. just say flat out a no. Mm. But I I appreciated that he took that bump so well. Straight up extended his arms, slammed them against the mat, took a textbook bump. And I appreciate that because it means he's practicing. And I'll be really hyped if both Paige and Austin get in the ring someday. Obviously, I'm more hyped for Paige. I think we go yeah, we, all we, we that. say that, yes. Um, but uh, if Austin Vanderford, all, all right, here, here's my thing. Austin Vanderford, Jake Hager in a cage. Done. I'm all for it. All. Different weight classes, but I'm all for it. <laughs> Listen, wrestling doesn't have weight classes other than 205 Live, but uh, you can still yeah, have... Yeah, we'll, we'll meet at catch weight. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can still have Fuego Del Sol taking on uh, Brody King, and, and it's okay. Uh, Private Party taking on the Hardys in their first match in AEW. Um, they hyped this one up big time uh, as far as them calling it. <laughs> the, the announcers, all, all of them, uh, you know, Shivani and uh, Excalibur, gleaming off of JR for the fact that he's announced a, a Hardy Boys match in the past. So they they were all all hyped and excited for it. I was there when they had their first match on television. Well, <laughs> <laughs> old timey. <laughs> I was there back in the day because uh, I did it out of the wrong side. Of the wrong side. <laughs> I went left instead of right. You're supposed to go right. I, I always have to go right. Always in my head. I got to remember that. Always go right. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> um, we had uh, and then of course uh, Sting and Darby Allen come out for for the the rescue after the Hardy Boys win, and then. The match of the year, 
so far, in my eyes. Um, it's early, but yeah, I, can, I could agree with that. Uh, Thunder Rosa taking on Britt Baker uh, in the steel cage match, and holy shit. You know what? I, wow. I, I give credit to these ladies because there is, uh, there's something about AEW women's wrestling that is not there yet. And we've said it before, and I continue to say it, that there's something that's missing from their whole stable Whoa. of women. Hold on. Oh. Whole sta- oh okay. the, the stable of women that they, they have in, on their roster. If you look at WWE, they, they it's have television experience. Right. It, but it's 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 entertainment. It is it is sports entertainment. You're entertaining. Whoa. I know. You really are part of the society, uh, aren't I'm, you? I'm crossing over, baby. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's supposed to be something that you, when you look at the women of of WWE, even, even NXT, and we also talk about uh, really quickly all for, for all of five seconds. Nikita Lyons. <sighs> that's it. That's it. that's my piece. Um, <laughs> she's just amazing. Uh, you have entertaining wrestlers. That just because she decided to pin someone weird one day. Right, just on. amazing. And keep that forever. Um, Please. The bunda. The idea of, yeah. <laughs> of these women exactly. in WWE, they know how to. Uh, and and I, give, <laughs> I give Tyson Creed credit that he was able to get these women to do things that entertain uh, and bring that class of, of of women in WWE out. So Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, they all attribute it to him and they all have this, this aura. Excuse me. I'm so excited every, every time they have this, I keep bumping into my mic. I know I have my, my large mid hands. It's only while we're talking about women. It's weird. Um, the, the, these, these women are, are very entertaining and AEW doesn't do that well yet. But they have two women that do it insanely well. They did it last year uh, during COVID in in Jacksonville in front of just other wrestlers, and now at they're doing the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Yep, and now they're doing it again this year, St. Patrick's Day Slam at the St. Patrick's Day Slam in a steel cage. And between the bumps that they took, the story being told in the ring, because that's just uh, the the way you do it is you tell a story in the ring by just having them wrestle out and and the, the aspect of this match being like a no hold bar situation you bring chairs thumbtacks and the removal of one referee for Audrey Edwards to come in and be the replacement referee and the bump that Britt Baker took from the top of the uh the ropes on the on the holding on to the cage and Thunder Rosa punching her in the face till she had stacked all these chairs in a row Stay up like she opened them up, stacked them all on top of each other. Britt Baker lands on these chairs, spine first into the top of the chair, and she just crumbled. And I've never, I've never seen a spot like that in my life. Like there's, there's been thousands of chair spots. I've never it seen. Was, it was on both chairs, but they were right. There were two chairs. There was there. four. All right, there was four chairs set up mm-hmm. as far as so like a table. Mm-hmm. Then there was two more chairs set up. On top of those four chairs, mm. but there was only diagonal from each other. Right. So when she fell, she fell right in the ass crack of those chairs and on the hard part of each of the end of those chairs. Right. So going in right and into it her was, back. Looked, yeah. Very painful. Very. I, yeah. I've never, I've never seen a spot like that. There's, there's never been a spot where I've seen that they've done that, where they stack it up from, like, make the chairs a table and then put more chairs on top of those. And then she just lands back first into them. 
Um, between that, between the power bomb that Thunder Rosa gave into to Britt Baker on the thumbtacks, and then, and then, uh, uh, and then the referee just counting the to three on the thumbtacks. Like Aubrey was going into the thumbtacks, slapping it on the mat. I'm like, good for you, good for you being bold. You can see that first one. She goes, ah, fuck, and then two. <laughs> Ah, shit. And then she showed on her Instagram, she showed a, a video of her with the thumbtacks in her hand. And she goes, yeah. it's like another day in the office, something like that. But yeah, just abs- yeah. an absolutely insane, incredible, incredible match. So kudos to Britt Baker. We have a new new uh, women's champion in Thunder Rosa. Very happy for her. Um, uh, and yeah, just, uh, and then we had uh, uh, Dustin come out and uh, congratulate her. Um, on her win, that was nice to see. And that was very nice, and that's where we're at. So we have a new champion. But I, I will absolutely go watch that match again. Uh, kudos also to Britt Baker for her uh, ring attire. Uh, giving kudos to uh, Scott Hall mm-hmm. in her NWO gear. Um, and uh, then Thunder Rose's makeup was was absolutely insane. And her entrance. Was, oh, and the mariachi band. The mariachi band with in in in, oh. in, in Texas there and she, in her hometown, or her her adopted hometown, as Excalibur kept saying. Uh, so kudos on that match, and and go watch it again because that was just absolutely one of the best matches you'll you'll watch. Uh, fast forward I here. Dare, I dare you to go on to freaking uh, go listen to Busted Open and listen to Thunder Rosa's interview after she won the title, and, and don't get fucking verklempt. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to watch that. Um, really quickly with with uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, <laughs> The marks are out, and and Stone Cold music hit, and who comes out but Kevin Owens in a in a bald cap, uh, oh, very very funny. What I love the commitment, the commitment with the bald cap, the music, then the music hitting again while he's in the ring, thinking that he's actually that Stone Cold was actually coming out, like not so much. Uh, that whole segment, he got was, him twice. Got him twice. The whole segment was great. Um, uh, I'm liking the Miz in this this role as far as like just being an absolute psycho and stealing uh, uh, Rey Mysterio's mask at the end of the match. And saying that uh, Logan's gonna, Paul Logan's gonna, oh, Logan Paul, excuse me, I keep saying that. Logan Paul's gonna wear the mask next week, so I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if there were to be a faction forming of uh, the glorious dogs, or I'm sorry, the dirty dogs and uh, the Miz. Okay. Wouldn't be mad at that. They all come in freaking suits and everything. I mean, they are really. Hell, they're best friends. They even, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Well, uh, Ziggler and and, uh, Ziggler and, Miz. and Miz are. Yes, I don't know about Bobby, but uh, I'm sure they can even oh, yeah. just so they don't have to call themselves the or the the tag team. They can call themselves the Dirty Dogs, but the entirety of the group, I don't know, just spitballing ideas here. Call them mm, the Main Event Mafia or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Trademark TNA. Um, what are we doing with Omos? What are we doing with Commander Aziz? And what are we doing with Apollo Crews? I feel like this Omos is- apparently has Bobby Lashley, or was supposed to have Bobby Lashley at Mania. Uh, apparently, that's still a thing. Is it? It's apparently that's that's uh, almost almost a thing to go with that. Which one of one of them has to I lose? I thought he was still injured. Uh, they're they're still talking about it. I mean, he still has two weeks left. But um, yeah, no, that's that's still on the on the hot sheets <laughs> with uh, Omos and, and Lashley taking on each other. Still on the docket. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. One of them has to lose, and so we have a returning Lashley against someone you're trying to put over in Omas. I. I'm not following the logic. It's it's Omas going over. I mean, come on, what are we doing? It's just it's just so stupid. It's WWE logic, of course. Omas is going over. And I was bigger. thinking about this while watching uh, WrestleMania on the stick. Who's the last giant that WWE has actually legitimately put put over besides Andre? 
Like legit giant. Big Show. Okay, well, there you go. Big Show or Mark Henry? That's, he's not a giant. Mark Henry? I'm talking about like like someone like Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, someone like seven it. feet over. Okay, you got me. All right, <laughs> Big Show is it. Um, since then, Giant Gonzalez, no. Um, giant Gonzalez, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Big man like that. I mean, Braun, just to get the title off of Goldberg. Yes, that's true. All right. So, see, that's I, about it. I ask and you, you answer. That's, that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> Shayna Paisley and Natalia taking on Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. They got the win. The fate of four-way for that. Uh, we're just continuously reminded how, how much uh, Carmella and uh, Corey Graves bang each other. And then uh, Becky Lynch. Yes, go ahead. I, I, you I, say something nope, about I have nothing to say about <laughs> The two that. of them banging each other. Uh, Becky Lynch. No uh, comment. Also, <laughs> pretty fire. Yeah. Pretty, Corey, good for you. Pretty, pretty fire. Good, good for you. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, with a, a killer promo. Finn Balor defeating Austin Theory. And the aforementioned uh, Pat McAfee coming out and uh, with the assist. Um, suck it, suck it. <laughs> the, the cross chops were just fast and furious. Uh, the amount of times that Seth Rollins came out to interrupt people, again, just absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Styles looked like he was perplexed as to why he comes back and all of a sudden he does another match that he has to fight for to fight Edge. Um, the, the idea is... But we knew where that was going again. We did, See, that's we did what know. I don't like about that that stipulation. I, I get it. And I, I was just about to say the same thing. It's, so we, you just know it's, it's very... Uh, it's just very obvious where it's going. Uh, RK Bro and Alpha Academy, really good match. Uh, Dana Brooke, Reggie against Tamina and Akira Shizawa. Wasted my time. I'll never get those those two minutes back. Um, I'm just so annoyed. Just make out already and let's get it over with. I, I Jesus Christ. It. I hate it with a passion. And then Ric Flair's favorite wrestler, AJ Styles, uh, defeating Seth freaking Rollins uh, by disqualification. And because Edge. <laughs> because Edge. So we're here with Mania, and Rollins still has no opponent. Apparently, he has taken to uh, to social media and on uh, uh, WWE to say that he is going to hijack the show next week until he gets an opponent. Do we get Cody then, or do we get Cody at Mania? We get Cody at Mania and Seth being taken out in handcuffs or some shit like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I guess that's it. Um that's where we're at. But, yo, Seth is still crazy over. This is not going to be a good reaction for Cody. I'm telling you, it's not going to be that good. Um, Unless hmm. Seth does something he dash, dastardly heelish. <laughs> okay, like tie someone to a train track? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, like, tie, like tie someone to a train track and then tell them that the train is coming, but then also, like, there's a laser coming from a different direction this way, and then the train's coming from you that way. Mm-hmm. We've been talking for too long because now I'm just talking for out of my ass. <laughs> and that is that. Ladies and gentlemen. It's usually what happens. There is nothing else to say. Is there anything else to say before we head out? There, Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing else to say. We are done. Holy <laughs> shit. We have spoken every single word there is in the English language. I want to thank you guys so much. Seriously, I say it every week and I'll continue to say it. For the support, please hit us up on Twitter, Sons and Slam Show. Uh, tell your friends, Apple, Spotify. SoundCloud, all that good stuff, everywhere that we're we're at, um, and that that's that's it. We have Mania coming up in two weeks. Uh, excited for that. Excited for yeah. our upcoming uh, uh, Dynamite. Ten days, actually. Ten days. Yeah, so we are. Yeah, yep. we are literally ten days. That's right. 
uh, home stretch for the for the the two night event. Um, I, I feel like they they should have they should have had the, the the two night thing years ago. Uh, from the mania that we were at, the last mania I was at, which was at uh, MetLife Stadium, and that thing went seven and a half hours long. So I think that was 12 the... hours to actually get home. <laughs> it was longer to get out of there. Um, yeah, so excited for, for Mania and uh, the two-night extravaganza. It's going to be stupendous. Uh, anything else before we head out? I just wanted to say aardvark so that we can get every single word in the English language in. And I will say Zootopia, and we will call it at that. We go that from, that's a word now? I'm just, it's the name of a movie, so I'm saying it's a word. And that right, cool. is how we go from A to Z. And that is how we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Mindell, very awkward. Reaper Mr. Joe Black, sir. Until next week. Peace. (laughs) The Sons of Slam podcast.